Hi everyone and welcome to the Perma Podcast and I am James Prescott uh, and I'm not your host today actually um, because today is the 300th episode of the Perma Podcast. Um, the first episode was back in I think September 2016, it had a different, the podcast had a different name then um, and uh, but for the last few years it's been the Perma Podcast. And here we are, 300 episodes, um, five years, I think, now. And we're still going, and there's still lots more to come. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. So for this episode, I thought we'd have a bit of fun. And so my friend, Becky Castle-Miller, who many of you uh, regular listeners will know well because she's been a guest and a host before, um, is going to host this episode. And... Um, what we did was we asked people to send in questions, uh, basically an ask me anything kind of episode, uh, any questions you have for me on any subject. Uh, and and we got people to send them directly to Becky. So I have no idea what these questions are. I have no idea what's coming and I have no idea who asked these questions. Uh, and we're not going to know because uh, Becky's not uh, letting me know the uh, the identity of the people who asked them. So, um, uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun, um, and I'm going to hand you over to Becky. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this. So I love the idea of an Ask Me Anything, and since we're not doing it live on social media, we collected the questions ahead of time. So James, I've grouped the questions a little bit by theme. So we're going to start with some questions about podcasting in general. So the first okay. question is, way back at the beginning, what first made you want to start podcasting? What first made me want to start podcasting? Well, uh, I've talked about this in a few places, actually. I think it was curiosity. Uh, I had stopped writing um for lots of different reasons uh i just had a book come out i think oh no a book came out after the podcast started sorry no um i was i was just i always been curious about what a podcast would look like um about doing some kind of audio creative content i didn't really have an idea of what that would look like i didn't just want to do something for the sake of it I wanted to make something that I kind of believed in and that was um, that I thought that I could explore. And um, once I found a format, um, I I then started planning, really. Um, that was really kind of just before podcasts really started being a thing. Um, and so I... Yeah, I, I've got a microphone. I set up. I, I figured out a name, which at that time was James Talks. Um, and um, at that point, I was planning loads of episodes with me doing kind of monologues. Um, I had a load of ideas um, for that, as well as kind of guests as well and doing both. Um, and so I kind of started and I... I didn't know really what I was doing in, in one sense because I'd, I'd never done this thing before. I didn't have any idea about professional recording or production or anything like that or editing. I did as much research as I could beforehand. Mm. Um, I set it all up on iTunes and things. Uh, and I went for it. And um, the interviews were kind of interesting because I literally didn't know how to get interviews. So I... I just kind of, I just thought, well, I might as well just ask. If they say no, then if that that's yeah, well, what that's no skin off my nose. I just at least I've tried. Um, so I I emailed people, a few people that I knew, creators that I knew, uh, and ones that I followed to see if any would like to be a guest on the podcast. And I um, I can't remember who my first guest was. I think it was. Um, a little band called Chasing Lovely, who are two good friends of mine. That they're not, they're not about not making music anymore as a band. They're doing other things, but I think they were my first guests. I think um, the first kind of significant guest I had on was 
Sarah Bessie, who many of you will know, um, and um, talking about her, I think it was about her first book. It was either about her first book or Jesus Feminist. I can't remember. Um, and I remember that I, I completely froze when I did that episode. I was kind of nervous because I'd never interviewed a major author before. And um, I kind of it went, it went like a kind of a formal interview, like rather than a kind of the conversational stuff that I do now. And I remember that. And I learned a lot from that. And after that, I was a bit more relaxed. Um, and... Um, yeah, so it was kind of curiosity, really, just trying to explore something that I'd not done. I, I didn't have any kind of big dream mm-hmm. to be a podcaster or to interview people. Um, it wasn't like a lifelong dream or, or anything like that. It was just something that I was that I was curious about and, and wanted to explore. And um, and here we are. Yeah. So you mentioned a motivation of curiosity guiding you. And the second question is, has that motivation shifted over the years or has it stayed pretty much the same? Um, that's a really good question, whoever asked that question. Um, I think I'm always curious about exploring new things, about uh, meeting new people, about hearing people's stories. Uh, and learning from people and uh, and and i'm curious about you know the creative process and where that goes and what i what i want to make um um i think i've I've, what i've learned from my experience is that you find more joy following your curiosity than you do kind of trying to build a platform or anything like that just follow just make what you love and what you're curious about because there's energy and curiosity so yeah, it's still curiosity that keeps me going and a desire to learn from people, a desire to connect with people because I've made so many friends through this podcast, including you. Um, you know, we met because I was requesting more women to come on the podcast on Twitter and you responded and we built a whole friendship out of that. So, um, I'm yeah, I'm. it's curiosity, but it's kind of a... It's kind of evolved in terms of I'm not simply simply curious about what a podcast would be. I'm curious about people's stories. I'm curious about um, who I could talk to, about what I could learn, about where I could take the podcast, what I could do with the podcast that I haven't done before. Um, you know, um, what's the direction of travel? I'm, I'm curious about all of those things now. So that keeps me going, and I and I love. And also the other thing that keeps me going is that I love hosting conversations with people. I love curating conversations. And like I said, I don't do, I try not to do formal conversations. It's more just as if we're meeting over coffee, having a conversation and telling our stories. Um, and that's, that's what it will remain. Mm-hmm. I love, I love doing that. And I love listening to people's stories and giving them a space to share their stories. And it's, uh, you know, it's an honor to, to hear people's stories. Nice. So of all those episodes and conversations, what is your favorite episode you've done? <laughs> I knew someone was going to ask me this. This is such a difficult one because I've done, you know, I, I can't remember. I must have interviewed about 200 people. You know, if you count returning guests and things like that. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't forget um interviewing rob bell because that was uh who i interviewed twice um especially but the second one especially was was really incredible and i I, that's that's one of the podcasts where i kind of finished it and i thought i absolutely nailed that like i i absolutely killed that i did that brilliantly everything i've learned everything i've experienced doing this came to fruition in this episode like you know it um it was one of those moments where you kind of felt like, yeah, I, you know, I actually got got this. I'm I'm good at this, and um, and this was a really really good interview. And you know, the feedback from that was was amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so many people that I've talked to. I I really enjoyed talking to Amanda Held Opelt. 
um, I think it was earlier this year. Um, and we talked about grief and rituals of grief and shared our common stories of grief. And uh, that was quite a moving experience. Uh, you know, it, it, grief is kind of a language that you speak if you've, if you've lost somebody you love. Um, and we shared a lot, we had a lot of things in common in that respect. And we were able to almost encourage each other and support each other and as well as just bearing witness to each other's stories. And that was, that was a very moving experience. And um, yeah. And also when I told my story, that was, that was epic um, with you. Um, it was, uh, that was a big moment for me, actually. Um, just being able to finally articulate my story to the world in a sense. Um, so I guess those are some highlights, but there's so many, so many great conversations that I've had and amazing guests, people like Alexander Shire. Um, some of my best conversations are with him. Um, you know, Sarah, Ressie's been back a few times. Jamie Lee Finch was, was, was a wonderful conversation. All the ones I've done on grief and mental health, um, you know, to be able to give people platforms to speak and share their story um, is is a real privilege. And so, yeah, I guess that's that's my answer to that. <laughs> so those are some of the favorite guests that you've had in the past. Who is your dream guest for the future that you haven't had on yet? <laughs> this is a good one too. This can be anyone, right? So no matter how fantastical it might seem right totally you're up to your imagination well there's a few people i'd like to have on um lots of people i'd like there's lots of people i'd like to curate conversations with and hear their story um yeah so many i'm not gonna it's not not, i'm not gonna be able to nail it down to one (laughs) um but uh I would love to. I would love to have a conversation with with Barack Obama. I would love to hear his story. I'd love to talk about his journey, his personal journey. Um, I know he just wrote an autobiography, which is incredible. But I'd love to hear more of that. Um, and it's funny. Actually, I was just. I've just been reading. Dave Grohl's autobiography. He's the lead singer of Foo Fighters. I've been he he, he writes such an incredible story. Um, um, it's his own story. I'd love to have him on. And Jim Carrey, I would love to interview him. Uh, he fascinates me. He's a really interesting character and has really interesting perspectives on the world. And um. And very intelligent, and yeah, I would love to hear to hear his story. Um, yeah, I mean that's just a few. I mean, you know, in a, in in a, in a fantasy world, you know, you'd interview like Chris Evans, you know, and um, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville, uh, who has his own podcast, which is kind of similar to mine, actually. Um, he seems like a great guy. So there's, I mean, there's loads of people that I would love to have on who are kind of dream guests. Um, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert as well. Um, she's another one. I did actually ask her on once, and she sent me the most polite, personal um, uh, decline that I've ever. <laughs> I actually got really encouraged by her. No, it was like she like congratulated me on being bold enough to ask. Um, this is back in 2016 as well. So I might have had all these other guests on. Um, Yeah, so there's a few people that I'd have on. Fantastic. Next question is, it's not really a question, it's a statement, but I want to hear more about your new podcast in the works. Oh, yes. Well, yes. (laughs) Um, This is quite exciting. Um, And again, it, it really came out of curiosity. It came out of... 
um, a personal interest of mine. People who listen to this podcast regularly will will have been hearing this year a couple a few episodes uh, kind of on geek philosophy and then going into specific characters and specific series uh, and uh, universes to explore kind of the philosophy and the theology of those of those things. I think by the time this goes out, we'll have just had a, uh, a second batch of those um, and. Yeah, what what we're what we're doing is uh, we're going to start a podcast exploring geek philosophy. And uh, apologies for everyone in the background. It's fireworks night. There's lots of fireworks going off just outside my window. Um, but um, yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, record a podcast about. Geek philosophy. We're going to explore. We're going to explore different things. We're going to do some episodes on Star Wars, episodes on the MCU. We're going to do some episodes on Superman and on current movie releases as well, and exploring them. And yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. And I'm doing this with a couple of friends um, who've both been guests on the show, Kevin Nye and 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 Emma Morrison. Um, and we're going to be, we're going to be, I mean, it's called, it's called the Kryptonian, the princess and the Avenger. <laughs> so I'm the Kryptonian, uh, Emma's the princess and Kevin is the Avenger. And we're going to be, it's going to be slightly different to the Poma podcast in that we're going to do seasons. It's going to be kind of pre-recorded and a bit more produced. Um, and so season one is being worked on as we speak. Um, we're recording the first few episodes soon and we haven't got a date where that will go out yet, but I, I suspect it'll be sometime in the new year. Uh, and, um, it's very, very exciting because everyone knows who listens to this podcast, who follows me on social media that I'm really interested in kind of geek philosophy. I'm really, in, I'm, I, I love Superman. I love the MCU and Star Wars and I love talking about all of those things and talking about how how grief works with all those stories and their characters. Um, and yeah. And the whole stuff about story and identity and how those kind of manifest themselves in, in, in those stories. So yeah, it's really exciting. And that's going to be, that's hopefully going to come out in, you know, early 2022. Uh, and you know, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be dates coming out for that at some point. You just need to keep your eyes on my social media um, and uh, then you'll find out more about that. But that's what it's going to be. And um, I'm excited about it. And it doesn't mean that, by the way, this podcast is going to, this podcast is going to continue. Uh, and the Power podcast is not going to end. Um, we are going to, we've I've already recorded a lot of episodes for next year to go out. And I've got I'm recording more in the next few weeks. So um, the Poma podcast is going to continue, uh, and I'm excited about where the Poma podcast is going. I'm thinking about other things I can do with it. Um, so this will continue, and the, the other podcast will go kind of alongside it or go out at the same time, probably a different day of the week. Um, and so you'll be able to hear me on two podcasts at once, which would be, well, I don't know if it would be great for me, but I don't know if it would be great for everyone else, but ho- ho- hopefully it will be. Um, yeah, and it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. Outstanding. Looking forward to hearing those. So that's it for the uh, podcast questions. Now for some personal questions. What is something that you're proud of? Something that I'm proud of. Oh, wow. Mm. That's a really interesting question. You see, I struggle with um, complimenting myself. I struggle with being... Um, and acknowledging things that I've achieved, um, I think it's good. It's good to to talk about things that you've achieved, though. And I think I think writing a book and having it published um, was a was a great achievement in itself for me. Um, something, uh, and regardless of the success or whatever of the book itself. Um, being writing a book and having it published um, was an incredible 
um, achievement and experience for me. And it's and I am proud of that. I am proud that I wrote a book and it was published. Uh, and people wanted to read it and people were moved by it. People were encouraged by it. And that that is that is an incredible achievement. Um, I think and something that I'm proud of. The podcast, honestly, uh, I think we're, I don't know how many listeners I have now um, overall since it started. I think since since it started, it must, have been over, must be over 70,000 downloads now um, over the, over the 300 episodes. Um, and to have that many people and all over the world, because I have people in India, people in Germany, people in Canada, people in America, you know, uh, I think even somebody in Brazil, like, listen to listen to this podcast is incredible. It, it, I can't really get my head around it, really. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, because I don't really look at the stats and stuff that often. But yeah, I mean, to be able to do that, and to, to be able to have got all the guests that I've got and, you know, have them come on and then being willing to come on and being so kind and gracious and giving such great interviews and conversations um, and just being able to maintain that for five, six years is, yeah, I'm proud of that too. I'm proud that I've managed to do that and I've managed to keep this thing going and um, keep making good episodes and keep, maintaining um people listening and and especially as i have grown and changed over the the period that i've been doing the podcast i have my spiritual journey has 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 taken me different places and i'm a very different person i have very different perspectives on things than i did when i started the podcast so my audience probably has changed some of them have changed with me some of them have probably left and new people have kind of joined in um that kind of tends to happen i guess but um yeah to to do to do this for 300 episodes and counting you know with more to come is uh something that i'm very proud of uh and in terms of things that are not necessarily achievements but like numeric can't you can't be measured kind of numerically just my own growth um five or six years ago i was kind of trapped in certainty i was in a spiritually abusive church um i was um it was having an impact on my mental health and my physical health um as well as my spiritual health and i managed to get free of that i managed to to do the work of healing with a spiritual director, with a therapist, with coaches, licensed coaches, embodiment coaches. And I did the work and I'm doing the work and I have got free and I am growing and changing and my spirituality is evolving and um, I am healing and I know myself much better. Uh, and to be able to do that is something that I'm really proud of. Like I am, I, uh, yeah, I don't think you, you really realize what an achievement it is until, well, not, I'm you're not at the end of it, but till you're well into it. Um, you know, I'm six years and counting started around the same time the podcast did actually, to be honest, um, which is interest an interesting, um, thing to reflect on. Yeah, so I'm I'm proud of that too, and yeah, it's good. It's good to it's good to kind of acknowledge those things that you've done and that you've achieved and that you've created, which which you're which you're proud of. And mm-hmm. I don't do that enough, definitely. So whoever asked this question, thank you for asking this question because uh, I'm I'm glad that I've got to reflect on on this. Yeah. And this next question is really a continuation of that, but looking at it from a different angle, and that's what is your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, great question. Great question. 
What's my favorite thing about myself? Wow. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, this shouldn't be a hard question, but, <laughs> but it is. Um, I think... I think... Hmm. My favorite thing. That's difficult. Um, I like to think, I don't know. I, I, my, I think my, I think I'm a gentle soul, a compassionate soul. Um, my empathy, I think, my sensitivity, I think, those two things, they're kind of tied together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I love those things about myself. That's great. Um, I'm able to be empathetic and be sensitive and, um, yeah, listen and pay attention to others in their stories. Yeah. This next question uh, expands a little bit more on, on the question to uh, the answer you gave to something you're proud of, and that is, what sticks out as the most notable way you have grown as an individual through the pandemic? What sticks out as the most? Oh, well, whoever's asking these questions, I, you know, congratulations. You're asking really good questions. I'm really impressed with all these questions. They're great. Um, the most, no, I think, I think honestly, during the pandemic, I have become more aware of my own body um i've done a lot of embodiment work and internal family systems therapy during the pandemic and that has allowed me to discover my body as a person as a he rather than an it um, and to build relationship with my body and to build relationship with my intuition to listen to it um and also with my with my trauma wounds, with what's going on in my brain, and to build healthy relationships with all of that, and partner with 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 internal managers to help manage my responses to trauma, responses to grief, responses to mental health triggers, all of those things. Um, that's most of this has happened during the pandemic, and that's I think that's the thing I most proud of that I've done during the pandemic is uh, that I've been able to do all of those things and they may have happened without the pandemic but I think the pandemic has heightened them because the pandemic has certainly you know loaded more trauma and grief on all of us so we've had to do more internal work and we're a lot more aware if we're doing the work, we're a lot more aware of what's going on inside of us and what we're carrying. So uh, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I, I think that is a th something that's really sticks out during the pandemic. And that, you know, that, that's work I'm continuing to do. Um, my spirituality has evolved a lot during the pandemic as well. And um I'm excited about where that's going and curious about where that's going. Um, and I haven't shared much of that with the world yet, but I, um, I'm beginning to think about how I might do that. Um, so that's something I'm curious about. So those things kind of stick out in terms of how I've grown during the pandemic and what, I guess, what I've achieved during the pandemic. And yeah, and again, it's, it's good to reflect on these things and just, talk about them and because i i wouldn't have thought about these things and uh you don't always uh <laughs> take time to reflect and actually realize yeah oh yeah you know that's i've actually grown in a lot of ways and i've actually achieved a lot of things and you know i'm making a lot of progress probably more than i like to think and more than i've conceived for myself so standing back and reflecting on these things is is, is really really helpful Yeah, it's, it's so good to take stock of where we've come from and then to look at where we're going. And the next question is more forward-looking, but, but also really speculative. And that is, 
what would you do for a career in an alternate universe? <laughs> oh, well, in an alternate universe. <laughs> in an alternate universe, I would probably... Um, I would probably... Uh, <laughs> I would probably be the executive producer of um, DC movies and create the whole DC universe. <laughs> One of the things I actually did kind of for fun recently was I actually planned out a whole DC universe of movies. Like I think it was 30 movies or something. I, I wrote, I spent like 40 minutes writing it all down and I was like, and I planned a lot of these movies in detail as well. And some of the stories and I was like, wow, you know, imagine if I got, got a chance to be the kind of Kevin Feige of the, of the DC universe, you know, I would do a really great job. Um, you know, and I mean, I mean, to be honest, screenwriting is something that I'm curious about. Um, and I may explore that at some point, you know, and just to see what that's like, you know, not, not because I want to make a career out of it, although that would be fun if that happened, but I, it's, it is something that I'm curious about. Um, but, but yeah, that would be kind of, if I could do any, anything, um, That'd be great. Or oh, owning owning my owning my owning a football club that I uh, that I love that I follow um, as well would be fun. Um, so. Right. So since yeah. you said football club, I have to ask you: How far have you gotten on Ted Lasso? How far have I gotten on what? On Ted Lasso. Did you start watching it yet? Yes, I finished season one. Fantastic. And um, that was great. I I pretty much binge watched that in about about two or three days and I absolutely loved it I had no idea it was to do with football before I started watching it like no idea whatsoever I, I didn't had no idea what it was about really I just knew that it was this show that everyone was watching and that people were telling me that oh you need to watch this you need to watch this so and I saw the gifts and stuff people were posting as well and I was like all right okay I'll, I'll, I'll watch an episode and see what happens and then I was like oh my gosh right this is great um and i yeah i loved it it was it's so i need to watch season two um i've seen people talking about season two on on twitter i've tried to stay away from spoilers but i need to sit down and watch season two um because it was really yeah that was really enjoyable um yeah i love that show um you are gonna love season two even more than season one i can almost guarantee it in fact, I'll go out well, on a limb and I will guarantee it. And I would put money on that bet that you will like season two even better than season one. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Wow. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Um, which okay, actually, I've heard that now. All right. So that actually segues into the next section, um, which is about therapy. And so I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say like season two of Ted Lasso, it's very much about mental health and therapeutic journeys and people doing their own shadow work and all that. So, so let's talk about therapy. So one of the questions is why should someone go to therapy? Convince me. Wow. Gosh, I want to know who's asking all these questions. This is, this is like the best set of questions I've ever had on a podcast when I've been interviewed. Um, uh, convince somebody to go to therapy. Well, okay. Oh dear man, that's a that's a big responsibility. Uh, why should you go to therapy? Because because you will get to know yourself, and you will be able to get free of things that have been controlling you and holding you back, uh, and. Uh, and you will realize that you are not alone. Um, that uh, and that there is a way out of what you're experiencing. Um, that's what I would say to somebody, I guess, if they who's thinking about going to therapy. Um, and you find the right therapist. Find the therapist that's a fit with you, um, that you feel safe with, um, and that understands you. And uh, and qualified therapists are qualified for a reason. They're generally good. Um, uh, they know what they're talking about. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say. Good question. 
Yeah. Good fantastic. question. All right. Uh, what is the best thing you've learned about yourself in therapy? <laughs> I've loved getting to know my internal managers. Um, and uh, you know about this because we've done some work together on this as well. Um, but getting to know my internal managers and actually doing healing work with them and then kind of making them into kind of characters that I can have relationships with when they're in health, which is what you do in internal family systems, you know, because you have internal managers and you do work with them and you build relationships with them and you talk to them. And when they're in health, they can become characters that you can, you can make them into whatever character you want. Um, and your kind of brain decides almost what character they're going to be. And I've got a couple of internal mar- uh, car- um, managers who are MCU characters. And I've got one that's a, that's a DC character and I have relationships with them and I work with them and we have a good relationship and they, and they, they help me even when I'm not aware that they're helping me um, because you build up a relationship. And so that, that's been one of the biggest things about therapy for me is just building a relationship with my own, my own self um, and different parts of myself and, um, and doing that, that inner work. Um, that, that's, that's what it's been like for me. Oop, James, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can great, hear you. Great, great, yeah. great. The internet seems a little, little wonky, so I wanted to make sure you were still there. All right. So um, why don't you talk a little bit more about IFS? This is going off the script of questions, but um, share more about this therapeutic methodology and what your experience with that has been. Yeah, internal family systems, um, which is essentially when – you go into your when when you experience trauma, your brain creates coping mechanisms and responses, trauma responses, so to help you manage those situations. And the problem is that often those trauma responses stay the same um, from when the trauma happened. So I had a lot of childhood trauma, so I would have had a lot. I had a lot of managers um, which were who were formed as a when I was a child. And those trauma responses would continue to be the same as when I was a child, when I was an adult, because that manager didn't know that I'd grown up. So they still responded to the same triggers in the same way that I did when I was a teenager, because I hadn't done the work of um, of healing, and I hadn't built a relationship with this, these managers. So, you know, with some of the managers that I had, I had to show them my core self. And your core self is like your prefrontal cortex that is your truest self that is who you are that's that's what makes all the decisions um that is your best self um and i had to show them this core self for them to realize oh james is actually in his 40s he's not a teenager anymore so those responses to triggers are not appropriate anymore um and so i was able to do work with them and get them into health and partner with them um and sometimes these managers have what's called exiles which are other trauma responses and trauma wounds uh that they kind of protect you from um um uh, and all these managers are formed to protect you that's that's what they do they're not there to hurt you everything they do they do to protect you from harm so when you when you go and meet with them you, you cannot kind of confront them as an enemy because they are trying to protect you. You have to just gently explain to them that what they're doing is actually not helping you anymore and that there are better ways to help you. Um, and you have to thank them for doing their job because their job is to protect you. So it, it's it's quite a intimate relationship, actually. Uh, and it's But it's literally like doing work with your brain and i know that when i've been in some sessions that i've had it i've literally felt energy in my brain and synapses firing and we and my brain rewiring itself like because that's kind of what you're doing in some senses you're rewiring neuro pathways you're you're creating new ones or you're repurposing old ones um and 
and so it, it's it's powerful work and it's quite emotional sometimes i mean there's some sessions where i have i just started crying out of nowhere um because a wound has opened up that has just got tears that it needs to express and it's very powerful work it need to be it needs to be done with a specialist somebody's qualified and i that's who i i have a i have a qualified therapist who i work with um as well as somebody who's training to be a qualified therapist and works is being mentored by one um and and it is life changing for me um certainly for me it has been um and it is, for me, it's been tied with tied up with embodiment work because getting to know your, your body as a person and then doing work with your internal family, um, they kind of go together. And so it's been doubly healing for me. And I would really recommend it to, to people if that's something you think that, that can work for your trauma. But it certainly will help you get to know yourself and it, it will certainly have the effect of healing um and resolving trauma um that's that may and then you may discover things that you didn't know were even there um that you know be prepared for that um um but it will bring you healing yeah and freedom and self-awareness so that's kind of my experience of that that's what i think that's how I perceive internal IFS therapy. Um, and yeah, like I said, I recommend it to everybody. That's great. All right. So last official question is this one. What is something you've never told the internet before? Oh, gosh. I'm so vulnerable on social media and on the internet. that <laughs> There's not many things that I've not told people before. Um, wow. I'm trying to think of something that I've never put on the internet. <sighs> Dear me. Um, okay, I think, I don't think I've said this anywhere. <sighs> yeah, I don't think I've said this anywhere. When I was um, a teenager, I used to... Um, get blank pieces of white paper and I would draw my own comic books. I would design the cover. I would create a name for a character and then draw that character on the cover. Like it would be issue one of their comic book. Um, and uh, and then on the inside, of, on, the, on, the other, on the other side of the paper, I would write an editorial like as because I would be the editor, right? Um, introducing people to this character and the universe, and um, I never actually drew the comic books. I just kept coming up with characters and and names of characters, and um, yeah, and I, I loved doing that. It was kind of an escape thing for me because I loved drawing as a child, um, as well as writing. And actually, here's something I haven't told people. When I was a teenager, I I used to read Batman and Superman comics, and there were some produced in the UK as well. And I wrote letters to the letters page of these magazines, and I had letters printed in these magazines um, when I was just a teenager. Uh, I don't think I've got any prizes for it or anything like that, but but uh, yeah, I had letters printed in a magazine when I was when I was a teenager as well so yeah there you go there's a couple of things that probably people don't know about me um yeah that's fun thanks for sharing that well i'll add a question then to the end here if you were submitting questions for your own ask me anything what would you want to ask yourself so you can ask and then answer oh well (laughs) um (laughs) um okay i've got this okay um i'm trying to think i'll try and think of one i can answer but here i've got i I would have one question that i I can't answer at the moment 
which would be who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> um, you know, what is your purpose? What is your meaning? And who are you really deep down? What's going on in, with you? And I'm quite a self-aware person and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of inner work, but I'm still on that journey of discovery. I think we all are. Um, and uh, that would be an interesting question to answer or to try and answer. Um, you know, I think um, I'm here to create things. I'm here to follow my curiosity. I'm here to discover who I really am. Um, and to love and serve others and make the world better. <laughs> um, uh, who am I? I'm still finding out who I am. So that would be one question, and that's kind of a bit of a vague, it's kind of, a kind of more of a hypothetical question. In terms of other questions... Gosh, that's really put me on the spot. Um, uh, where would where would you most like to live in the world? <laughs> um, would be a question because there's a few answers. Um, I would love to live in San Diego. Um, I went there a couple of years ago and I absolutely fell in love with it and. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a beautiful place and beautiful people, and I would love to go there, you know, to live there. Um, another answer would, would probably be Maastricht, <laughs> where you used to live. Um, and I visited you there a couple of years ago when you lived there, and that was a beautiful place and peaceful and um, yeah, and uh, would be a lovely place to live. And I think somewhere in Canada as well. I'm not quite sure exactly where. I don't know Canada well enough. But, um, uh, yeah, Montreal or uh, Ontario or something like, you know, and they're probably quite big areas. But, but yeah, Canada, Canada, Canada definitely would be on the list of places that I would like to live one day. So, um those are those are a couple of questions, and one of them is quite specific. Um, that's what I would probably have asked. Like, um, you know, if money wasn't if money wasn't an object and healthcare wasn't an issue, I would probably go and live in San Diego. Um, but um, that's not uh, obviously we all know the American healthcare system, so it's not quite as simple as that. So, but yeah, so that would be my questions to me. Fantastic. Well, there you go. You you asked uh, asked and answered a lot of really good questions, and I hope that was a fun 300th episode for you to do and for people to listen to. And I just want to say congratulations on 300 episodes. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been incredible. Um, uh, it's amazing to get here to have done to recorded 300 podcasts um and to still be going strong and to still have more to come uh and to have another podcast that's that's that i'm working on as well um and yeah um to be on this journey and getting to meet all these great people and hear all these great stories it is it's such a great thing to do and i love doing it and um i'm excited to see where we go next so and and also thank you to everyone who listens um i don't get a chance to say this much but i am really grateful for every single person that listens to this podcast and um and follows me on social media and interacts with me on social media and uh and i'm grateful for every single person who's been a guest on this show uh for coming on and sharing their stories because it takes so much courage to do that uh, and I really appreciate people who are willing to do that, willing to take time to, to spend an hour talking to me and sharing their story. That is amazing, and I, I, that is such a privilege for me, and um, I feel really um, grateful for, for that as well. And uh, I, I do this really because I love doing it. I don't make any money from doing this podcast. Um, 
I'm still curious about where what I can do with this format and what I can do with this podcast and where it will go. And I'm just grateful that we've got this far and um, curious and excited about about where it goes next. Awesome. Well done. Thank you. And I want to thank you actually as well for doing this um, for doing this um, this um, interview for um, for doing for curating my story for listening to me share my story and creating such a great atmosphere for that and for being a great guest when you've been a guest and you will be a guest again absolutely Um, so and for being such a good friend um, you're welcome uh, I mean like this podcast is why we're friends so um yeah um yeah thank you very very welcome great well everyone um that has been ask me anything for my 300th episode um thank you to becky for hosting um thank you all for listening um this will probably this will be the last episode of 2021 um because you know how can you follow this one with another episode next week um this kind of feels like a good uh, space to break for christmas um um, and the holiday season so i wish everyone a happy holiday season um and the Parma podcast will be back in 2022 in january and we've got some great guests coming up great episodes great topics we're going to be talking about great stories i'm excited to share with you um and um uh, yeah keep listening and or if, if for newer listeners all my episodes are on every podcast platform so go and catch up over christmas if you want Uh, there's so many great episodes um, on different subjects so thank you everybody for listening and have a great holiday period and i will see you in january 2022